Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Tom. Hello, saints. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What a joy to be in the Northwoods and uh, actually seeing your pastor. Usually when I come, he is uh, not present, but this, this surprised me. I was actually preaching in Denver on Sunday, and it was a church that had two Sunday morning services, and they were introducing me to come up on the stage in the first service, and my phone rang. And I saw it was Pastor Mark. I said, I've got to take this call, but I couldn't. So I had a huge temptation, so I rejected the call. Hallelujah. Huh? And I went and had preached the word for the saints, of course, you know. And then as soon as I was done, he called me again and, and invited me to be here tonight. Isn't this wonderful? I'm so glad to see you all. You're all loved. You're blessed. So praise the Lord. You can be seated. I am always thrilled when I come up here and... Uh, be among the saints, and of course, uh, <clears throat> having some fellowship with Pastor Mark's just a pleasure. So, uh, for a long time, like he said, for decades now, we've uh, been friends, and uh, this church has played a vital role in my little life and our expressions uh, in the nations of the world. So, we just want to say thanks again for being faithful to the local church. Thank you for giving to the local church. And I love, by the way, the new uh, look. Man, I'm kind of good looking in front of this thing. You know what I mean? This is. This has taken like 10 years off my life. How, you know what I mean? In terms of, I look younger now. Oh, yes. But uh, anyway, no, it's beautiful what God's given you. But thanks for being planted in the church and loving one another and encourage one another. And of course, uh, giving and uh, seeing the extension of your love and life all over the world. It's a beautiful thing. Speaking of that, before I teach tonight, by the way, I've got something. My, 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 my. I'm going to put in your heart with the help of the Holy Spirit. And you're going to carry something. You're going, to, you're going to go out here loaded, okay? You're going to go loaded with something that you need. That's practical. For now. It's going to give you courage. It's going to give you strength. Ah, I can't wait to preach it. But before I preach it, let me, let me show you a little mission video of what you've been up to. Since I last saw you and uh, just some of the teams of mutual faith around the world, like your pastor said, I'm leaving actually March 9th uh, for the Middle East, working uh, with our campus and team in Beirut, Lebanon. I'm going to be in a couple other nations as well, but excited about the life-giving uh, gospel in the midst of misery everywhere. The world is just so shaken and so broken, but you and I, we're carriers of the gospel. And uh, so we've got something to say. We've got something to give. And uh, we can offer help and hope. So let's take a moment. Let's watch this video. Impart to people spiritual gifts. This is the assignment of Mutual Faith Ministries. This is what we do. Every year, it takes courage to carry the gospel message, Christ in you, to the nations. Our world is in such distress, corruption, war, chaos, confusion, weakness, and fear. But the hope for the world is found in the reality, Christ in you. This is our message. This is the gospel for everyone, everywhere. The mutual faith teams and campuses have the courage to carry this good news and make a difference for thousands of people in our life centers, 
Refugees are being fed and becoming disciples of Jesus. Children are being educated. And youth are experiencing the love of God. In our mission centers, hundreds hear the gospel. And our conferences establish believers in the faith. In our life home orphanage, children are rescued and restored. And these super kids are educated and experience the love of God. In our life leadership Bible institutes, new leaders are being trained and believers are being established in Christ. In our life unlimited schools, disadvantaged kids are educated and receive the gospel. In our church plants in remote villages, new pastors are established and villagers receive food and clothing. In our retreat centers, pastors and leaders are refreshed in the love of God. Thank you for joining your faith with us in our missions ministry partnership. We will continue to have the courage to carry the message Christ in you to the world. All right. Isn't that wonderful? So thank you. That's what you've been up to as you join your faith. And uh, this is the beautiful thing about having teams planted in all these nations, teams of national leaders. And uh, this is the great joy to me of mutual faith when we founded uh, the organization uh, almost 40 years ago, 39 years ago. And uh, to see these national leaders rise up and be strong. And I tell you, God's given us great favor all over the world and we're just so very very thankful you know i just turned uh, 65 a few months ago and uh, i always thought that uh it it would get a little easier you know what i mean it, it like this ain't got to get a little easier you know what i mean you ever have those kind of thoughts they're, they're good thoughts while you have them they just never come true you know what i mean because god requires faith you know and and we're we're in a time we're in a season where the world is so broken and there's such resistance. And so the Lord put that phrase in my heart, the courage to carry Christ in you. In other words, I think the Holy Spirit's trying to wind me up again. You know what I mean? And say, come on, my son, my beloved one. I'm loading you up for purpose. It's my purpose. And I want you to have the courage to carry Christ in you. You know, uh, we live in a world where, like when I go to Beirut, it's so broken. It's, it's indescribably broken. I just sent money out. Uh, yesterday, we're finishing a mission center in the Ivory Coast. It's so broken. Uh, you know, every, every place is just... In, in America, in our culture, I mean, to be a believer publicly, you know, you're ridiculed. You're scorned. If you have faith in Christ... If you believe the gospel, if you believe the word. And God's people have to come to the place where we have an encounter with the word. We, we have an encounter with the living word in such a way we have the courage to carry Christ in our world. And so I want to share it tonight in a little way. I had a, my annual pastor's conference uh, about a month ago. And, uh, you know, this was kind of my heart, my theme and I want to share some of these things with you tonight. I, th- I think you're going to be refreshed by, you know, I think of that story. You know, it's in the Christmas narrative when Mary, most people think Mary was probably a teenager when she was confronted with a word from God, a word from heaven. 
Remember, Gabriel, the angel, was sent from God to Miss Mary, huh? And she was startled because Gabriel gave her a message. You know, you found favor with God. You know, the Lord is with you. You know, this is foreign to our thinking of religious mindset. Most people think they have to work and try harder and do more and, 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 and to qualify. But in the new covenant, you've been pre-approved for everything. The struggle is gone. Jesus has, was coming to establish a new covenant based on better promises, based on a better obedience, his obedience. An unfailing obedience. And so remember in this, I'm not going to take time to even read the, the story. It's, you, you can read it it's in Luke 1. But, you know, uh, Gabriel says, you're, you're favored with God. The Lord is with you. And then he gives her a heavenly assignment to carry Christ. Amen. And she says, now, wait, 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 wait just a minute here. I, I like the idea. Uh, I, I am engaged, but... Me and Joe have not had any like uh, intimacy. We, we, we don't know each other in these kind of ways for me to carry a, a kid. Good question. But Gabriel had a good answer. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is going to settle. And what you conceive is going to be born of God. And she came to a place where she had to have the courage to carry Christ in her. To me, she becomes a template or a picture of a new covenant Christian who receives the revelation of the goodness of God. Like we sang tonight, the goodness of God, it chases us. You know, it's the goodness of God that changes your thinking. It's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance, which is changing your thinking and changing the way you're going, changing the way you're living, changing what you're doing. It's the goodness of God that we have to proclaim. So Gabriel, sent from God... Gave her a good, good message about a good, good father that she could have a heavenly assignment to carry Christ into the earth, into a manifestation. And then in the conclusion of that little story, she yielded with, with words. She said, be it unto me. You know, sometimes you just got to tip your hat. You know, you got to tip your head. You got to nod. You've got, to, you've got to show God you agree with him, regardless of every natural circumstance. You've, you've, got to, you've got to say, okay, be it unto me. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's, 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 let's do it. And when she agreed with God, or the word of God through Gabriel, Gabriel departed. That's kind of a bummer because now you're there all alone and you're thinking, did, did I really have a visitation? Did I really get a word? Have you ever been in a service and you know God spoke to you, God quickened something in you and then you got out to the car and you think, now I don't know really. It's not as strong right now out by the car. But you know, God in his mercy to us, he not only gives us a word, Mary recalculated what she heard. And what she heard was a human connection in the prophetic proclamation. Gabriel said, your cousin, Elizabeth, she's with child. And it was called impossible for her. So, you know, if you take time to read the story, a human connection is very important to all of our stories. Because sometimes God gives you assignments to carry a manifestation of himself for your family, for your life, for your world. 
But for it to come forth fully and with strength, you need, uh, you need mutual faith. You need a human connection. The Bible says that Mary, with haste, she, she got up and went. Get up and go. So, sometimes you have to move to find somebody who can move you. Sometimes you have to move yourself to an environment that can validate what you know, what you believe. This is why church to me is so important in a physical sense. You need somebody to shake your hand. You need somebody to look you in the eyeball, pat you on the back or whatever, give you a hug and let you know you're loved completely. What God's promised you is going to come for you. We need, we need one another. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need me whether you like it or not. Hallelujah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. But it says, Mary, she made with haste. She made with haste to see Elizabeth. And Elizabeth began to speak of what she was carrying. You know, you can always tell when somebody's carrying something. I can tell when a believer's a believer. And I can tell when a believer's religious about what they believe. I know when I'm carrying something. And I know when I'm just trying to teach something. There's a difference. When Mary got into the presence of the Elizabeth, the mutual faith component, the human component proclaimed over Miss Mary. And she concluded her declarations about Jesus with a, with a, with a, with a proclamation that's so powerful. There shall be a performance of those things told you from the Lord. And Miss Mary shed all her despair. She shed all her depression and she began to sing. It's called Mary the Magnificent. It's, it's, it's a song. You read it, it's Luke 1. She said, my soul does magnify the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. He has done great things. And holy, holy is his name. She sang. But think about it. Miss Mary had to have the courage to carry Christ. But she wasn't showing. She had no natural proof. See, we live in a world today that people will absolutely revile you and call you all kinds of names. Will they not? If you stand for the word. You know, I'm a nice guy. Usually. I mean, I have my moments, but... But you know what I found in life? That when I stand for the gospel, in this hour, boy, you can get some nasty, nasty comments from people who supposedly love you. Family, friends. When you share the gospel, it can be really contentious to those that don't have an ear to hear, huh? And I've got to ask myself, do I have the courage to carry Christ in me? Do I have the courage to carry Christ in me to the nations? Do I have the courage to have an encounter with the word from heaven? You know, courage requires an encounter. It requires an encounter. And then once you receive a word that's to you, you need a mutual faith friend. You need somebody who identifies as Elizabeth. You need an Elizabeth in your life. You need a friend who can see what you're carrying and say something. 
See, to me, uh, your pastor is, you know, in the sense of the story, identifies as Elizabeth. Don't, don't tell anybody this is what he identifies as. <laughs> News is out. The pastor identifies as Elizabeth. But you understand what I'm saying? In the sense of decreeing and saying and, and joining faith, your church is an Elizabeth to me. Okay? So I realize in my life, many times I need an Elizabeth, but most times in my life, I am the Elizabeth. I'm the one going alongside the others in, in, in bringing the dreams forth, you know? And I only do that because I've got somebody encouraging me in the, in the process, you know? But we all have to fill that role at times, not just the, to carry the revelation that God promises us for our lives and family and our life assignments, but to be the one who stands in the gap with those around you and announces the news to them that they're going to have a fulfillment of what God told them from the Lord. When you have an Elizabeth in your life, you'll fortify your faith. Your faith will be strong. But you have to carry a word that's to you. You can't carry a word that's to your neighbor. You know, when I started out in ministry, you know, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted people to... Uh, you know, you want, you, want, you want to be respected. You want somebody to, like, say hi to you. You want somebody to maybe... You know, back in those days, I wanted somebody who'd buy me lunch. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? I mean, I was just starting. You know, you wanted somebody who would maybe invite you to preach. All, the, all these things. I went through... You know, I, wa- I, wanted, I wanted some kind of encouragement or validation in these things. But um, I learned that I couldn't be somebody I wasn't. I had to be me. Simple, gospel, preacher, me. I can't be nobody else. I only can carry what God has spoken to me. And I don't have to be ashamed of it. And you don't have to be ashamed of anything. Because every part of the expression in the kingdom is vitally important. And, uh, you know, like Paul, the apostle said, the parts that you don't think you need, those are really the better parts you do need. Those are the parts you really want to, like, say rah-rah to and give a pat on the back to. Yeah. You know, so don't ever dismiss yourself and say, well, I'm not carrying something quite that significant or quite that big. But Miss Mary, everything that we carry that Christ gives us. Everything that we carry that the word, the living word Jesus gives us is an expression of heaven for the earth. And it has to be carried to manifestation. So Mary to me is a template of a new covenant believer in the sense. She's birthing Jesus. Jesus was going to fill the old covenant where righteousness was based on your performance to the law. He was going to establish a new covenant where he makes a deal with God. They have an agreement, a covenant, God and Jesus. And it's the obedience of Jesus that secures your righteousness. And your righteousness now with God isn't really technically your obedience. It's the obedience of Jesus. And your faith in Jesus secures a gift of righteousness. I ought to make your heart happy. ought to make you want to rejoice. ought to make you want to shout glory. Hallelujah, huh? And then now, listen, you can find those intimate times and places and spaces where the Word gives you something that shapes you. 
and it grows in you. Colossians 1, 27 says it this way. To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles or the worldly folk, which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. See, you need to know Christ in you. You need to know what God has done in Christ, and he takes residence in you. Do you have the courage to carry Christ in you? Galatians 3.27 says it this way. For as many of you were baptized into Christ in terms of when you put your trust or faith in him, you, you, you put on Christ, you, you wear Christ. If Christ is in you, there's, there's, there's an expression of his life in the believer. Christ lives through you. You know, Paul said it this way. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and through me. It is an amazing thing. Romans 13, verse 14 says this. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. Huh? What a bummer. Make no provision for the flesh. Because we're so addicted to this natural fleshly life. We... we, we we like, we like to respond to things in the flesh. But not if I have the courage to carry Christ. I have to give up my right to be fleshly. And it's not, it's not, always, uh, it's not always easy. You have to reckon yourself dead to these sinful fleshly expressions. I'm wearing Jesus. And he always should look wonderful. Praise the Lord. So this kind of living... Takes courage. So courage requires an encounter, a revelation of Jesus, so you can believe Jesus, so you can receive Jesus, so you can walk in the truth, live out the truth. You know, think about Mary when she said, Be it unto me according to the word, and she's got the courage to carry. She's not showing nothing. She goes to Mary, yet Mary sent something and said something. Which brought a thrill back to Mary because she had lost the supernatural moment. But now she has a reference point confirmed in human form. And then she had to come to the place with Joseph. Now think about this, how uncomfortable. She says, oh my goodness, I got to talk to Joe about this. You know, that, that's a frightening thought, right? Okay, now wait a minute. I saw Gabriel. This is what Gabriel said. This is what Mary said. I'm happy, but now I'm not quite as happy because I got to talk to old Joe. I'm engaged to Joe, and I got to tell Joe I'm with child. But you know what? God always takes care of those things. The Lord worked with Joe. I like this guy. He was a just man. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 1 that Jesus dealt with Joseph. He sedated him. Sometimes you just need the presence of God to slow you down and shut you up and sedate you. Where you can hear a word. Because you can only carry what you hear. And this is why preaching is important. A preacher can be the most important person in your life because they'll interrupt your thinking. They'll get you out of a natural environment and get you to a heavenly realm of seeing and believing. And so that's what happened with Joseph. The Bible says he was sedated. And, and, and God spoke to him about Mary and said, she's with child. And it's of me, the Lord told him. And the Lord said, take her as your wife. 
he woke up. The dude's obedient, man. He took her. No questions asked. He took her. They had, again, mutual faith. Together they had the courage to carry Christ among themselves for a manifestation to the world. Now when Jesus was born, you know, when you, when you manifest Jesus, world systems don't like Jesus. He's the stumbling block. Jesus is the, he's the offense. That's why you'll have people talk about God. They won't talk about Jesus. And you know what happened when there was a manifestation of Jesus and people came to worship. Wise men came to worship him. Remember they went and, and I was, I, I like to say wise guys still worship Jesus. Wise guys do. Wise gals worship Jesus. And you know, they, they went by and talked to the, the, the government official, Herod, right? And Herod wanted to know about this king that was born, huh? And the wise men were warned, don't go tell him nothing else. You go a different way back to home. And the government got mad, right? And the government put to death every male child. Two years and under, right? The government does all kinds of things that are destructive to the name of the Lord. And that's why it takes courage in our world today. It takes courage in the governments of the world to be a believer. You know, this is why for me, I, I take, take a lot of time now just worshiping Jesus. Because I want to have the courage to carry what God spoke to me. I want to have the courage to carry the revelation of what Jesus, the Lamb of God, can do for you. And I'm going to proclaim it, preach it. huh? And so we all, we all have to make these decisions. And uh, the, 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 the pressure was so severe... That, that God got a hold of Joseph again in a dream. He sedated him again. He said, listen, things are tough around here politically. I want you to split. I want you to be a refugee. Go to Egypt. They fled for Egypt in faith. Sometimes people think you're fleeing. No, you're in faith. Be discerning about who to deal with, who not to deal with, when to have an opinion, when not to have an opinion. I tell you, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning I say, Lord, help me hold my tongue. In certain, in certain seasons, certain environments, certain beloved ones, loved ones, in my world, God has to help me. But they, they became refugees and then in a dream again, after Herod died, in a dream again, the Lord told Joseph, hey, go back to your hometown. Be a carpenter. Raise Jesus. And he did. It's a powerful, powerful thing. But think about it. In Jesus' ministry, they wanted to stone him, kill him, mock him. Joseph and Mary carrying Christ. It was, you, you, you got to have courage. I, I think we live in a, an hour now where a believer needs courage almost uh, Fortified daily in your mindset. Because, listen, the world's, the world's thinking will weigh at you. I tell you, I, I, I've suffered recently just with the, the weight of world system thinking bombarding me. And I've got to counter it. 
I've got to rise up and say, no, I've got the courage to carry. And the way I do it is meditate on the promises that he gave to me. And I worship the Lord. Simple songs of my redemption. Say, no, this is what I'm announcing. This is the gospel for everyone everywhere. And announce, no, we are going there. We're doing this. We're building this. Whatever it is in the assignments of of, of the ministry. We're we're going for it in Jesus' name. You're going to have the courage to carry That's our personal assignments. Look at Galatians chapter 4. I love what Paul the Apostle says in verse 19. He said, My little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. I like to think of this verse kind of in the sense of maturity. Christ is formed in you. You know, Miss Mary gets the word, agrees with the word, validates the word then hears from the natural faith fortifier Elizabeth the confirming word but there's still no real evidence until the baby grew I like to call it mature a picture of maturity when Christ is formed in you you ever see somebody like great with child I've eaten so many times with your pastor. I've seen him leave, leave restaurants, and I didn't know what he was carrying, but he. You know, my wife, my wife Heidi, um, there's a picture of her that I love. No, she wouldn't let me show it here, but you know what? She's not here, so maybe we should. No, I'm just her. But uh, Heidi likes me to her to approve the picture that I show publicly. But there's a picture that I have of Heidi when we're young. Okay, a long time ago now. Like we've been married now for over 40 years and uh, this was maybe in the second year of our marriage. And she's great with child. And she's outside in our house. We had a little flower bed. She's got the hose. She's watering the flowers. And she's looking this way with a beautiful smile. And, and, and she's just radiant. I love it. She's carrying something. You, you, you can always tell when somebody's carrying something. It, it's important that you carry something. You, in every season of life, carry something. You know, I talked to a lot of my friends and, and uh, a lot of my friends are even older than me. And they're talking about different things and downsizing this and doing this, retiring this, whatever, which is all good. They, they got to think everything through. But in every season of life, make sure you're carrying a heavenly assignment. Make, make sure you have something you know God put in you, whether it's serving in the church, serving your community, whatever. But make sure you're carrying something. It, it, gives, you, it gives you a boldness and a confidence and a purpose just for life itself. But know, too, that uh, when Christ is formed in you and there's a great evidence of his presence, there's going to be resistance and there's going to be all kinds of rejection and challenges. Think about this. I like to say it this way. There's a cost to carry Christ in you. There's, There's a cost to it. The more you're showing, the more you're ridiculed. The more you're persecuted, the more you're mocked. Have you known that? Let's see what Jesus says about some of these things. You're really going to like this. This is going to make you just want to shout. 
Matthew 10, verse 21. Listen to this. This is the words of Jesus. Now, brother will deliver up brother to death. Isn't that just thrilling? And a father his child. And children will rise up against parents. Children will rise up. I, 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 I know this to be true. I, I know this to be for me, In my world. I know this to be true. And cause them to be put to death. I don't know that to be true. Hallelujah. Thank God. And may it not be true for me. Hallelujah. And you'll be hated for all or by all for my name's sake. Isn't that a thrill? But he who endures to the end will be saved. Just having the confidence and the courage to carry the assignment. You know, the people in the Bible just was bold, carried. You know, a lot of them, they, 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 they did become martyrs, you know. I, I think of the places where we've worked and people I've worked with and the persecution. Certain people we've worked with in certain nations over the last 45 years. It's, I, I, I don't know if I could do what they did, but, you know, I didn't have the word they had. You only can walk out according to the word you carry. But we have to come to a place where we don't compromise our spiritual life. We live in full maturity. We're bold. We're strong. We're loving. But we're bold. We're strong. The Lord's with us. John 15, verse 18 through 20. Jesus says, you'll be hated for my name's sake. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. This is why I know I'm not of the world, because the world doesn't give me much attention. It pays me no attention, really, the world. If I was of the world, the world would love you. Hmm? Yeah, because you're not of the world, and I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I've said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they'll also persecute you. If they kept my word, they'll keep your word also. So in our families, because I know even, uh, my goodness, in in beautiful, God-fearing, wonderful families, the tension and stress, even in America now, let let alone other countries, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's overwhelming the mindsets of people. And that's why you've got to guard your heart. You've got to keep planted in the word and uh, stay strong in the love of God. And ask God for strategy with, with people in wisdom. And sometimes the best strategy is just say, God loves you completely. Hallelujah. Let's share a meal together. You know, I mean, sometimes because you can't talk with people, can't reason with people. But even in other countries, like, my goodness, uh, where we're working in, in certain Muslim countries. It's, 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 it's challenging, to say the least. So, anyway, there's a cost to carry Christ. So the fruit or the results of carrying Christ in you, the first thing, number one, it affects your attitudes. It affects your emotions. It affects your emotions. And that's what I told you. Like, when Elizabeth went to see, I mean, when Mary went to see Elizabeth, Elizabeth saw she carried something and decreed over her. And the first thing it did for Mary is changed her mindset. See, a lot of people, maybe, maybe you're like me sometimes, where you suffer like, like a wet fog of disappointment. A lot of people disappointed. You know, coming through this season of COVID, coming through all this challenges in our country and challenges in our world and the worldview of humanity. And you can almost live very, like, disappointed. But we as a believer can't live that way. We can't, we, we, we can't go there. We can't yield there. Now, I told you, I, 
I myself have suffered with just disappointment. And what I have to do is have the courage to carry Christ in me. So every day, it's, it's my declaration. I, 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 work, I take communion. I give it to my wife. I make a decree. I said, right now, Heidi, I'm your Elizabeth. And I'm going to speak over you. And sometimes she's the one, the Elizabeth, that speaks over me. And, and when I meet with my staff, I give them communion. I speak over the life. I speak over their world. We're not going to let this settle in. We're not going to have an identification with this world system. Amen. We're from another world. And Christ is in us. We're redeemed. We have to have the courage to say something. You need friends of faith. I think of different people I call, you know, uh, your, your pastor calls me periodically. And uh, di- different people that I know, different pastors, different friends. I know Brother George calls me uh, sometimes and just encourages me or, or whatever. But beautiful people that, 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 that say something. You know, I, I have a friend. He lives in Phoenix. He texts me every, every, every uh, Tuesday. And he says something over my life. Because he knows he's, he's, he's loved, you know, what we've carried. And he wants to encourage me to keep... He always says, stay oily. That's what he... That's what he, he speaks over. Stay oily. Talking about just being liquefied by the Spirit. Yeah. And then, he, then he'll just text a little simple line about what, whatever favor open door. Whatever. And I text him back, thumbs up, you know, clapping hands, prayer hands, hallelujah. But it encourages me. You, you need the Elizabeths in your life. And, and you, 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 find them, you find them in a believing church like this. You, you, you find them where people have a word themselves and when there's faith in an environment. Because I'm not going to live disappointed. I'm not calling it quits. I'm not turning back. I'm turning it up. Hallelujah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm building. I'm blessing. I'm preaching. I'm proclaiming. I'm doing the work of the Lord. Amen. Why? Because God gave me a word. And I have the courage. Christ is in me. Jesus has taken residence in me. I am God's address in the earth. People, people want revival. You know how, you, know how you, you revive your mindset to the reality of what you've already got. You've got everything you need. And this is, this is what stirs you in prayer. You know, I tell you, God gave me something to help me praying in the Spirit. I, I say, where I effortlessly can pray in the Spirit without, you know, uses like trying to jump in was like, not always easy for me. But God's given me a way because I'm carrying Christ. How to under Christ is in me. And we can pray and decree things. Especially things you don't understand. So you don't know how to always pray with your with the language you know. But thank God for the Holy Ghost, huh? Thank God for the Holy Spirit. But we've got to have the courage to carry. So don't let depression. Be a detriment. And don't let it be your identity. Amen. Don't subscribe to it. You need, you need an Elizabeth that says something over you. 
The will of the Lord is going to be done for you. There's going to be a fulfillment of those things told you from the Lord, for your family, for your finances, for your health, for your work, whatever. You need somebody to say something. And then find a place to know how to thank the Lord for his gratitude. You know, I think the other thing too, at least another thing about the results or the fruit of carrying Christ in you. It's like an extra just an assurance really of your redemption. He's Emmanuel. He's, he's God with us by, by being God in us. I'm redeemed. I'm in the family on my best day and my worst day. When I walk in the spirit or if I've walked in the flesh, I'm redeemed. Christ is in me. It's comforting to me. It may not be comforting to you, but I like it. I'm redeemed. Hallelujah. It affects the way you live. You know, if Christ is in you, you you can be otherly minded. You can be great commission minded. You, 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 can, you can get out of your world into the world of others with, with his world. It's a beautiful thing. And of course, it guarantees your heavenly reward. You know, Jesus is your heavenly reward. Do you know that? Jesus is your reward. And he's laid up for you. A crown of light, uh, righteousness. What time? It's eight thirty-six. Did I preach too long? Are you guys doing okay? Give the Lord a shout, somebody! Hallelujah! Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. This is this is the beauty of believing. Christ is in me. I'm carrying Christ to the world. I've got the courage to carry Christ. I was telling people at my conference, you know, uh, I had taken on these different assignments, and I thought, shh. Why, why, am I, why, why, why do I have to do this, you know? <laughs> and I think like, why, you know. But the Lord had to deal with me. So you can either enjoy me and let me speak to you and be a vessel for my life or do your own thing. I'd rather, I'd rather do the Lord's assignments any day. The Lord's assignments, even with problems, is a good day. Because you're on the Lord's assignments. It's really, it's really beautiful. And it's a wonderful thing. Let me show you. I think I have a couple mission pictures. Did, did I send... Let me just show you some things real quick here. That we're doing this year. I was just in Latin America. For a, one of our graduations. Beautiful people. Let's go to the next picture real quick. Uh, the Nobi uh, people. Graduation. Let's go to another picture real quick. This is our center. I'm going to be here. Uh, I go March 9th. I'll be there, I think, the 12th or something. I'll be there. We're doing Kingdom Fiesta again. Remember when Pastors Mark and Pastor Brenda went? It was awesome. Let's uh, go to another picture if we can. Uh, that's probably one of the recent events there. Let's go to another picture. Uh, this is the top. You know, we have, we have no power there, and so we had to do all new uh, solar. And so we're, we we need more space. We have three hundred people. We're dis- uh, Muslims. We're discipling every every uh, week, and so um, we're building on this upper level. But we had no power, no power in the country, so we put our own power in. Okay, that's good. Let's go to another picture if we can. Is there another picture? Oh, yeah. We have to redo some of the rooms and 
venues for the space. Side wants me to build two more stories, Pastor Mark. I said, you're crazy. We're not going to do that, okay? So, uh, <laughs> but we're furnishing more rooms. Let's go to the next picture. Uh, this is two warehouses just to help. We're going to Syria now, Aleppo, where all the earthquake, all the destruction is. Uh, we have trucks and vehicles going in loaded with stuff. We we're, need warehouses to store stuff just for all the disadvantaged people. So we're having two warehouses like this built and done. Let's go to another uh, picture if we can. This is the upper room. So, Pastor Mark, I don't remember if you were there with me and been up in the, the if I took you to the, the upper rooftop of this place. But this is, this is going to be, a, it's going to be all glass around there. Hallelujah is where we're going to pray for the nation and do a lot of discipling as well of people. So that's going to be cool. Let's go to another picture. Is there another picture? Oh, there's going to be bathrooms. Somebody say, thank God for restrooms. Hallelujah, huh? Nobody likes restrooms until you need one. Hallelujah. Then, but we, we're putting more. Let's go, to, <laughs> let's go to another picture. Is that it? Oh, oh, this. Yeah, by the way, I got a text this morning. We just sent money. And this is the, the retreat in the Philippines. It's called the Retreat at Victory Lane. And we're training young people to have the courage to carry Christ. Let's preach Christ. Let's be bold. And this is a very strong Muslim area, by the way. So different dynamics and... Uh, but we're excited about that. All the equipment now, or the furniture, all the air conditioners came in this morning. And so all that's going to be hopefully installed in the next week, 10 days. It's going to be good. So that's it. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Can you do that? Amen. So the Lord, the Lord reigns. But for you tonight, I, I, I want to be your Elizabeth. I, I want to just validate what, what, what you're carrying. I don't need to know the details of it. I don't need the fullness of the challenge with, with carrying what Jesus has spoken to you. But if you have a word, you've got to carry it till it's showing. Right. Until it manifests. And you've got to do it with a smile. Glory be to God. Just like my wife Heidi, you know. When she's, she's got a glow about her. Glory to God. Nothing more beautiful, huh? Amen. Than seeing your wife carrying... A child, huh? So to speak, yeah. What what God gave, and nothing more beautiful in a believer than see them th- thrilled with the gospel. You know, coming in tonight, uh, you know, a brother, di- different people stop me, and I could tell they're carrying something. They're thrilled with the gospel about something about their life, their assignment, their moment, their, their day, whatever. It's beautiful. Well, I I need to be around people. Who are carrying Christ Amen. and want to go the distance with because Amen. because this is this is uh, this is like the the, the momentum I get yes. when I see the saints rise yes. in the corporate uh, fellowship of the beauty of Jesus. He's speaking. He's working. He's doing things in our world, yes. even though things look disappointing. Listen, all these revivals breaking out all over the place. Beautiful. You might as well let a personal revival break out in your heart and in your life. You might as well get so absolutely thrilled with the love of God. That's what I'm doing. I'm having a personal revival. Man, I'm, 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 I'm excited about the love of God in me that's shaping me, manifesting through me. And I'm going to have the courage to go and do what Jesus has described. Just put your hands over your heart. Father, these are your beautiful kids. They're deeply loved, Father. Let them know it. 
They're deeply, deeply loved. Father, let them know even tonight that you have no disappointment with them about anything. None. Help them to see themselves accepted in Christ alone. With no add-ons in Christ alone. Jesus, you're our righteousness. You gifted it to us. All I can do is swallow hard and say, great. That's the kind of righteousness I need. It's the only kind of righteousness that works for me. Father, I ask for each of these precious ones. That what they carry, what you've spoken to them. I'm their Elizabeth tonight and I speak over them and I say there will be a performance of those things that are told you from the Lord. So rest in the love of God. Rest in the finished work of Jesus. And every day just rise up and rejoice. Let him direct you. Let him sedate you when you need to be sedated. And let him speak to you like he did with Joseph. Let him speak clearly about little things in life. Where to go. What to do. With every decision. Make a way Holy Spirit. And Father, I pray for every person within the sound of my voice who is struggling in their health. I speak healing and wholeness and complete restoration in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, for your great love. I thank you for your great grace. In each of our lives, we give you praise for what you're doing in us and through us. And we say we have the courage to carry Christ in us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Can you do that? God bless you all.